0: Welcome to the Sermons Podcast, a ministry of Vienna Assembly of God, located right here in Vienna, Virginia. We're so glad you've joined us today. Hope you enjoy today's sermon. Amen. The Endurance of Love. We are going to go back to the Love chapter today and read about. The characteristics of love once more and what stands out quite a bit is this one. It's endurance. And so we're going to be in First Corinthians chapter 13. And we're going to read verses 4 through 13 if you want to open your scripture to that place. I know that many of you have sent me um, snippets where either you're hearing this being said in lots of different places. And I know that even our kids are learning this reality. I had our, my grandson Michael with me in the car the other day and he just called out, These three remain, faith, hope and love and i am so thankful that we're getting that message that these three remain the issue is the endurance factor here amen and so we're going to read that and then talk about the endurance of love so if you're ready let's look at verse 4 first corinthians chapter 13 love is patient and kind Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love Never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now, our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now, We see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. Wow. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely These things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Father, thank you for your anointing and presence that is here today. I pray for favor now as this word goes forward, that you would anoint our hearts to receive the word, that it would be good seed planted in good soil and bring forth good fruit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So verse 7 said, love endures through every circumstance. And then verse 8 said, love will last forever. We're going to ex- explore this trait of endurance a moment. And think about the promise of God's enduring love And the hope that we can grow in enduring love. Now, endurance as a trait. I think it's a trait that we would all like to have and yet perhaps would prefer not to need. (laughs) Like for myself, I don't want to have to endure anything. I just want things to be hunky-dory and not have this sense of having to endure it. But there are some personalities that they actually enjoy testing their endurance. For example, people like my husband who used to run ultra marathons. Now he's sitting here and I didn't tell him I was going to pick on him. Sorry, but this is a reality. What is an ultra marathon? It is a race of more than marathon length, which is 26.2 miles. Most ultramarathons are run on trails and mountainous terrain rather than paved roads. Um, This last weekend was one of the ones that he really enjoyed that had to be canceled because of the pandemic. Its name might give you a little clue into this culture. It's called Mountain Masochist. All right. Uh, But he participated in several 50K and 50 mile runs. There are even more extreme endurance tests out there, though, if you're interested. There's 100 milers, triathlons, multi-day events, even multi-month events like hiking the Appalachian Trail or biking across the country so our friend Don Webb he accomplished both of those feats but the endurance community has been shut down in 2020 by the pandemic at least the organized events but that is bound to return now my husband Craig he still maintains a regular exercise schedule But he's not currently in training for an ultra or a marathon. But here's the deal. If you're going to do one of those, if you're going to participate in an endurance event, there has to be preparation and training. Our bodies require conditioning in order to tackle longer distances, longer times of running, altitude gain and descent, etc., In other words, our human frailty, in our human frailty, endurance is something we have to build up. We engage in practices and routines that build muscle, expand our lung capacity, decrease our resting heart rate, and improve our conditioning so that we can endure. Does this... Apply that general principle, does that apply to living love? Does scripture suggest that we might have to put in some reps if we are going to experience the endurance of love? I think we logically and intellectually get it that, yeah, of course, we're not going to just magically be able to flip a switch. And then become enduring lovers. And yet, I want to ask us today, are you practicing love? Are you working those muscles? Are you switching up your routine in order to improve your conditioning for living love? This is a long-haul commitment and... It is what Jesus has demanded of us. It is not enough to mentally assent to Christ's words. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. What are you doing today that builds your endurance in loving God and loving Others. I hope you've been paying attention to the forty days of love uh, messages that are coming to you every weekday. That is a an element of this practice, and I want to encourage you. Let's do that together to build up enduring love. So let's look at this passage of scripture and see what the text helps us understand from this. I am impressed with this in verse 8. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. And then verse 9, now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. While I was writing this this last week, I was said, can somebody say amen? We can, we, we're, here we are waiting on tinderhooks. What's the end of the story? Our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And some will say it's still not fully complete. But that's, in any case, the truth is our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even... The gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. Now this is the Apostle Paul writing, who spent much of chapter 12, just before this passage, expounding on the benefits of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he spent much of chapter 14 just following this passage, encouraging believers to seek the gift of prophecy, to explain that 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 amazing, special gift of God flowing in the Holy Spirit. He says, desire the best gifts. But right here he's saying, but even when that is functioning for you, even then you will only know in part. It reveals only part of the picture. So friends, even if you believe you've got the gift of prophecy, none of us can claim to know it all. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us and he will. But It will be a step-by-step revealing a bit at a time. You're not going to see the whole picture. Our knowledge is partial and incomplete. But we have the opportunity to connect with something that is full and enduring. Love will last forever. So listen, it's not worth it to cling to our knowledge if it means letting go of love let go of the temporary thing so that you can hold on to the thing that lasts forever amen but when the time of perfection comes these partial things will become useless i I mean Sometimes we don't like to ever think that anything becomes useless. Uh, We are doing some purging here. And there are some things that it's time to say they have outlived their usefulness. And yet, don't we like try to say, but maybe one day, sometime, somebody might maybe need that thing. (laughs) We have to, like, it's time to say that sometimes things are just going to get useless. And even good gifts from God is what Paul is saying here. So one day, those things are going to become useless. When I was a child, he said, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Why? What, what is that about? Listen, it means that the life of love is a growing Proposition. I believe what he's trying to say is that if you are going to live in love, you have to grow out of immaturity. And it is a process. It is something that we should be growing in. We should be able to look back at last year and see ways that we used to speak, ways that we used to think, ways that we used to act... And see where we have grown, exercising those love muscles, getting in better condition. And here's the truth, friends. I know I got people of a lot of different ages listening to me, but here's a really important truth. We will never outgrow our need to keep growing in love. Whether you thought you were an endurance runner or not, you are in this race. (laughs) This one, you've got to be a part of, and we've got to keep growing in love. Now, verse 12, now we see things imperfectly. He brings that back again, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. Now, I have certainly experienced that sense of feeling puzzled, this year it's almost become unusual to feel sure about anything it's more normal to feel puzzled we want clarity we long for certainty and at times we can conclude that there's something wrong with us there's something wrong with me if I can't seem to get to that place of clarity Everybody else seems to have it figured out. Why can't I? But the Apostle Paul is saying, this is part of our reality. There's going to be this reality of seeing imperfectly. It's puzzling. But we must endure to the end. And I've got some good news for you, friends. It ain't the end. It's not the end yet, but that day is coming. We do have a blessed hope that Jesus will return. And what does the rest of the verse say? That then we will see everything with perfect clarity. That's a promise, my friends. And all that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely. Listen to this phrase, just as God now knows me completely. One day we will know just the same way God right now knows me completely. We have to grow in enduring love, but God's love is already there, it endures forever. Even though right now, he, right now, this minute knows me completely, meaning he knows all my failures. He knows all my fears. He knows all my hopes, even the ones I can't see clearly. He knows me through and through he sees the dark nights and the hidden desires he knows my frailty and my brokenness and he loves me he knows you through and through completely and he loves you through and through completely his love endures forever I love how verse 7 captures the faith, hope, and love. You know, we've been on verse 13 all year long, but verse 7 has it too. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. is always hopeful. Friends, we are called to this. We serve a God whose very essence is defined as love. God is love. We read the story a couple of weeks ago where the army of Jehoshaphat was led by the praise team singing out, give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love, what? Endures forever. Friend, God is on the throne. He is not wringing his hands at this moment. He is not puzzled or defeated or tempted to give up. He is holy. He is almighty. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. He is omniscient, all-knowing. He is transcendent. He is faithful. Love endures forever. He is almighty. He is good. He is wise. He is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. He is the Lord, our peace. His faithful love endures forever. (laughs) He is El Roy, the God who sees me. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner. Whose side are we on? We are on the Lord's side. His faithful love endures forever. He is El Elyon, the God most high. He is Yahweh, the great I am. He is Adonai, Lord and master, and his faithful love endures forever. He has not rescinded his expectations of his people. We, as the people of God, are called to love. We are promised that those who endure to the end will receive a crown of life. Endurance can feel like a constant struggle, endless effort, teeth gritting, and temptation wrestling, and back breaking work. But love endures forever. Now, friends, look, things that we build do not endure forever, whether it's buildings or monuments or institutions. As King George sings in Hamilton, oceans rise, empires fall. Every human empire in history has fallen. No effort of humans endures forever but be encouraged today god's love endures forever and we are called into that cycle of love to be able to endure forever nothing can separate us from god's love as we meditate on this truth of endurance that we are called to endure That growing in love is a process and progression that will continue through all our lives. That Jesus has commanded us to love. I also want to emphasize that this is not simply about our own efforts. This enduring love is only possible because God first loved us. This enduring love is not manufactured out of a vacuum. It is received as a free gift from God himself. As we have freely received, we freely give. So do not grow weary. Do not lose faith. Remain hopeful through the love of God and Jesus Christ. We will endure through every circumstance. I'm going to end today with reading a passage from Romans 8. And I want to say you may benefit from reading all of Romans 8 later today. It is a powerful chapter. And I was listening to somebody this week and they they came to it and they were saying like, this is really ministering to me right now. Just the encouragement from Romans 8, if you don't know for sure, it's the, it's the chapter that begins with saying there's no condemnation <laughs> to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's good news. It's also the chapter that says all things work together for good for those that love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. That's good news too. But we're going to be down at the end of the chapter and reading the passage about the love of God. These final verses encapsulate the reality of God's enduring love for us. So what I want us to do, we've been enjoying learning this practice during the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course, and, and I want us to practice this right now. We're going to have a moment of silence, and I want you to just meditate and Think about what you've heard so far about the endurance of love. And then when the silence is done, I'm going to read this passage and then we'll close in prayer. So we're going to just take a minute of silence. Romans 8, beginning at verse 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your enduring love. Thank you that it has been given to us in Christ Jesus. Thank you that you have revealed it to us and invited us to participate in it with you. That our endurance in love can grow day by day as we follow you. God, we want to love like you. And I pray that we would be open in our hearts to let the Holy Spirit shine that light on the things that we are seeing just partially. Help us see a little more. Help us confess when we learn where we've been getting it wrong. Help us to repent when we have sinned against you and to walk in your enduring love that endures forever. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. If you have not yielded to that forever love of God, I want to invite you today. It's the best decision you'll ever make. The Bible just says that we've all need it. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glory. But as I just read, Christ came in order to save us. And if we call on his name, the scripture says we will be saved. I invite you to do that today, and I'd love to hear from you if you make that decision. Pastor Brenda at ViennaAG.com. Just contact me. Let's talk. Friends, it's a beautiful day. I want you to go out and enjoy the love of God shed abroad. His love endures forever. Go out and make it a great day.